The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, fundraisers. I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer who has successfully crowdfunded and not scammed people before. And I'm Cher McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr, who just boiled water no less than five times before remembering to pour my tea. So I don't think I'd be very good at scamming. <laughs> and this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on in our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call tumble lore, do phantom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. And if you are joining us from the future, we are still in the midst of the SAG strike, which means that we're trying to avoid talking about struck works as much as possible. So we've been skipping our week on Tumblr segment. So we're going to jump right into our dashboard confessionals. Share what do you have from your own personal archives this week? So I have a few things. I'm going to randomly select one of the <laughs> great selection, one of the things I had open and just drop it, drop it on in here for you. Excited. Slash nervous. It's, <laughs> it's a fun, uh, a fun little text post that I that I reblogged in on November 7th, <laughs> 2015. And it's from user Rose Last Rider, who said, You are the you are the dancing queen, blood-curdling scream, 40, 47 bees. <laughs> That's so <Yes>. good. <laughs> I, I, that captures, I think, Tumblr energy so perfectly somehow. Could not agree more. I think it's even, even more so that if you look below, it says via I-suck-dick deactivated 201 <laughs> That's so perfect. Just, yeah, perfect The post. deactivated really is what makes it art, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. No notes, but actually over no 415,000 notes. <laughs> I would expect no less. That is perfect. And what, do, what do you have in your dashboard confessionals for us this week, Lauren? So despite what I just said, I, I couldn't resist. And I do have something that, that broadly is about struck work. But I think I can talk around it and still communicate what it is. So it is something that I reblogged November 13th, 2014. So nine years ago. And it is a gif of a bunch of very quick cuts of the title card of Tumblr's main show. This show recently celebrated its November 5th big anniversary, which is always a big holiday on Tumblr. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know that I can help you. But... Um, <laughs> I, the thing that I really love about this is that on my on my now sort of private blog, but at the time public, I reblogged it and was sort of marveling at a couple of the title cards being like, oh, I didn't realize that the show did like this theme of episode and this theme of episode. Because back in 2014, I was not watching this show. And I think that like, there's a lot of very funny things in here for me. First of all, the fact that nine years ago, this show had so many title cards already to make like a minute long looping gif um, that I had no knowledge of this show whatsoever, but clearly was still 
but I was still reblogging posts about it because it, I was on Tumblr. And the fact that now I know everything about the show and work regularly with one of its stars. <laughs> it's just like, it's just very like, everything just sort of comes around, you know? Full circle. You can't escape. It. You can't <laughs> escape the, the you know, uh, the family business. You really can't. You know, maybe we're in an episode right now, Lauren. We might You never be. know. We could be. Yeah. It's possible. The, <laughs> the, the, real, the real truth of the universe is not that this is some sort of computer simulation, but that we're in an episode written by Eric Kripke. <laughs> <laughs> in a computer simulation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I see, like, long GIFs, I, because, I don't know if you remember that, that, I don't know, meme format or whatever it was a while, from a while ago where it would, like, flash through a bunch of things and it would be, like, drag, like, when you drag the yes. GIF, whatever you get, like, the image you get is, like, you know who you are, you're like your vibe or like whatever the answer is. Anyway, totally. I like I saw this and I'm like, I want to I want I want it to pick an episode for me based on Yes. Ooh, do it. Wait, what is right? it what is it gonna give Let's you? Let's see. All right, I'm gonna do it right now. What have what have we got? I think okay. I got how do I even describe this to you? Can I drop an image to you? It's like <laughs> you... the blue it's like the blue the blue one with the orb. That like kind of explodes out. It yes. looks very like yeah yeah that one. yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I got. I was hoping for like the black and white one or one of the one of the jazzier ones. Same. But this, I, you know, I, this this feels like it's been in multiple episodes. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I can't. I couldn't tell if these were. Some of these feel like like yeah, they're definitely very episode specific. Some of them feel like they're the potentially the title cards for like the season because every season the title card would change. Yeah, I got the one with the black angels' wings. Which feels appropriate because that is the yeah. the the, the, Person. the star of the show who I know and work with. Yes. I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone has guessed the show yet. I don't think anyone definitely would, not. Would, no, it's, it's super very niche. opaque. Yeah, super niche. Super niche. Naturally, <laughs> we'll obviously reblog this post to dashboarddiaries.tumblr.com so you can figure out what your title card vibe is. Yes, and also find out what the show that we're talking about is if you don't know. Though it, again, like. You know, I was reblogging posts about this in 2014 when I wasn't watching this show. Like, it is Tumblr's TV show. Yeah, I was definitely reblogging posts about it well before I started watching it when we started recording this show. This podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Misha was the first person that I worked with at Tumblr. Like, I did first campaign I worked on was with him. That's wild. Oh, my gosh. Everything really just... It's like six six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but six degrees of this television show, you know? It is so so true. The amount of, like... (laughs) The amount of, yes, exactly that. I, I couldn't put it any, <laughs> any better myself. I remember it was so long ago. This was 2016 when we did this. I was 23 at the time. And oh my we were gosh. doing a, like, a can't, like a kind of scavenger hunt gishwiz thing at a, at a convention. And part of it was like, he took over the Tumblr, like Snapchat at the time. And he like, nice. and so at one point I'm like in the background of one of the snaps and he goes, do you see that woman over there? And I remember being like, I'm a woman. Because I was, like, 23, and I was, like, I don't think anyone's called me a woman. Like, I was, like, I I am a girl. I'm a girl. Not yet a woman. <laughs> Excuse me. Gosh, that really that really is what it feels like a lot of the time when you're 23. Blink-182 was, was right. Being 23 oh, is hard. It really is. I was, like, I honestly, I still, like, that is such a core memory of him being, like, this woman over there. And I honestly, my first thought was, like, what did you call me? Like, what? <laughs> Assigned, a woman? assigned woman by Misha Collins. <laughs> Sorry, you don't understand. I'm baby. <laughs> I am baby. I, I'm an entity, actually. 
<laughs> I'm an overall vibe. I, I am ageless and timeless, but definitely was but not, definitely not a, woman. a woman. <laughs> not an adult woman. That's yeah, wait till so... my, like, you know, brain, you know, the prefrontal cortex does that thing it does. You know, yeah, yeah, then, and fully, yeah, fully develops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. We're going to stay in sort of the classic 2014 Tumblr vibes today by talking about uh, one of Tumblr's favorite old pastimes, which is failed crowdfunds. Cher, when you think of Tumblr fail- failed crowdfunds, what do you think of? Like, what what's sort of the the first thing that comes to mind? Slash, is what what is sort of your first encounter with this as a concept? Um, honestly... I'm like, I'm thinking of so many like Tumblr sagas, but I don't think any crowdfund specific ones are really coming to mind. Okay. So some of this might be kind of new to you maybe? Yeah, I think so. Which is odd because I'm pretty sure we've talked about crowdfunds even in the last few episodes that we've done. But I also am, I will say running out of brain cells at the moment because I landed super late last night. So honestly, oh no. if you asked me to list the conspiracies that we talked about, I'm sitting here like, what did we talk Hon- about, Lauren? Honestly, I I am having that a little bit too, especially yeah. since it was daylight savings like this past weekend. And that always throws my brain into a blender. Yeah, I think my I think my brain like did a factory reset or something because yeah. Still I, you're, you're like failed crowdfunds. And I'm like, Mm, yes, mm, mm-hmm. I know what a crowdfund is, and I also know the <laughs> definition of the word fail. So we're getting there. So we're halfway there. <laughs> I'm rebooting. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was this period of time, I would say, on Tumblr, and this would have been before you started working at Tumblr. Although you may have mm-hmm. been an intern at this time, but I, this was between like what what we what I think of sort of like the height of. Tumblr's most Tumblr era, right? Which is like 2012 through 2014. Like that mm-hmm. kind of, the super Hulak period, as we've called yeah. it in the past. And that's exactly which, when I joined like, right. the platform. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to count super Hulak as a struck work because it is an amalgamation of a bunch yes. of things. <laughs> it's, its, it's own its entity. Own. Yes. <laughs> that is not SAG. <laughs> so throughout this period, there were several crowdfunds for various Tumblr crowdsourced projects that were ultimately failures in a variety of ways. And that sort of, you know, fit into the larger discourse around this time period and DashCon and things like this and kind of Tumblr coming together as like a user base and trying to make things happen and those things kind of ultimately falling flat on their face in various ways. So the central one that I want to talk about is All or Nothing. Are you familiar with All or Nothing as a concept, as a text post, as a crowdfund? I am not fascinating no so this is the one that i actually remember seeing most like at the time so it began with this post from discontent ramblings that's just like a very normal classic tumblr style text post which is an asexual and pansexual become roommates and have wacky adventures the show is called all or nothing which like I feel like I see a text post like that like all the time on Tumblr. You know, yeah. so it's just a fun. It's a fun, funny concept. And then 
a Night Vale blog called Everything is Night Vale, reblogged it and said, plot twist, the asexual is really super outgoing and is a huge flirt, while the pansexual is extremely socially awkward and has trouble ordering coffee, let alone getting a date. And then a user named Schrodinger's Nerd, which is, I think, one of my favorite <laughs> favorite usernames I've seen, made some fan art of sort of this this concept, which again is like like in general, everything about this is like very typical for like the yes and website, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's just like funny premise. Here's a way to subvert it by making these two characters sort of the opposite of what the stereotypes are, and then here's a bit of fan art. Like I think that this is the kind of behavior that we saw around Goncharov, right? Like the sort of crowdsourced idea that people add to, people make fan art for, people add to the lore of, et cetera, et cetera. And this post in particular got like over half a million notes back in 2014 was, you know, going around and was very, very popular. Um, and the the trouble came when some Tumblr users decided to make an Indiegogo for it. And they were going to make a web series called All or Nothing that was taking this premise. And they were raising, they were trying to raise $600, which I've been in web series. $600 is not enough to like buy a camera for a web series. <laughs> I actually was in a web series during this time period. And it, you know, it cost a lot of money. And they also didn't necessarily have like a lot of Mm-hmm. additional information about what the show would be. Like, it was just sort of this premise and nothing else. And they ended up raising $5,899 from <laughs> 305 backers. And nothing happened. <laughs> just, like, this money went somewhere. Like, I, I genuinely don't know what happened to it. I'm not quite sure that that's something that has been like actually like verified like i think they they eventually like years after the fact because of course like they raised the money people were excited about this this web series nothing happened years went by and then you know eventually the person who started it or one of the people who started it was like i was really young i didn't know what i was doing i'm gonna give everybody their money back but i don't know that that ended up like happening because apparently the money got transferred to another person on the project and that person ended up like spending it so you know just a very uh it was it was sort of Mm -hmm. interesting diving back into this because like i said like i do remember this at the time but thinking about Gontrov, right and thinking about the number of like things that people made for the pure love of Gontrov, and putting all this work in to sort of create something all together and something really beautiful coming out of that. And this sort of being like an early version of that that was much more linear, which was like, so we have an idea as Tumblr users and we're going to execute yeah. it in the way that ideas get executed right now by people, by artists, independent artists, which is like a web series rather than being like, let's all just like have fun in this space and play together, you know? Yeah, and I love the yes and website as just like a <laughs> phrase because it's so accurate. I also, Feel free I'm, to take, yeah, Tumblr can have that. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I wrote it down. I love Perfect. it so much. I will be Perfect. crediting you, of course. And I also, this is so fun. I, this happened to me in college. I Wait, like, what do you mean? One of, like, someone I went to college with wrote, you know, a script for a short film or like a, you know, maybe like a little longer than a short film, cr- like set up a crowdfund for it. I was cast in it. Like we, it was cast, like we recorded it, like we filmed a bit of it on campus. I put, I think a hundred bucks in, like a uh, there was like thousands of money, like thousands of money. Jeez. Okay. Clearly on reboot right now. Thousands of money. Uh, thousands, thousands of, of dollars money. of that, like 
was thousands of dollars were in this crowdfund and just nothing, film was never made, nothing ever happened. No one ever got their money back. We never heard about it again. This friend never mentioned it again. Uh, Have not seen this friend in many years as well, unrelated to that crowdfund mm. story. But also, yeah, I, I mean, interesting. It was right around that time too. That is and that interesting. And that friend was definitely on, on the platform. Huh. Yeah. I wonder if they were, I wonder if they were at all sort of inspired by seeing. But, yeah. Like not but, not like inspired to like do the crowdfund to make their film. Not like I'm sure right. they didn't intend to never finish. But like you're, I think you're, I think you're totally right. They were, yeah, for sure. Like, may, I mean, or I mean, you not for sure, but they may have been because that was just around. I think this was like starting up, like just starting to be a thing people did. Yeah, and I and it's something that happened in in sort of multiple different projects. And I think yeah. like for the most part, I really do think that like like with DashCon, right, like. The attempt was not to scam people out of their money. Like, no, I do yeah, think but... that, like, there was a real effort here to, like, put together a web series about, like, you know, these two queer roommates and, like, the wacky adventures that they had by, like, very enthusiastic teens who wanted to see representation in their yeah. media and just were, like, going about it in, like, a very kind of, like, you know, ham-fisted, like, inexperienced yeah. way. Totally. Right? Yeah. I can for sure see that happening. You know, you get the $5,000 and it like, you try to make it work, you get it started, it never actually happens. You don't know what to do. You think you keep thinking you're going to eventually, you know, make it or do it. Well, and like, I, I think that like, you know, All or Nothing is sort of one of the most infamous, but I, I sort of, I, I put in a couple of other others here, including some honorable mentions. And one of the honorable mentions that I actually don't see talked about quite as much, but was another kind of failed crowdfund thing is a finger slip, which I don't think got as much attention sort of in Tumblr widely because I actually think like it was more like competently put together, Mm -hmm. but which I was very aware of because I was deep in the fandom for a particular BBC television show that was an update of some Arthur Conan Doyle stories. Mm, I wonder. Uh, you know, <laughs> I wonder what that could be. Uh, we talked about the major conspiracy surrounding that particular show, the John Locke conspiracy, in our second episode. Yeah. But that, so that show had a lot of really, really great fanfic. It's actually the show that got me back into reading fanfic. Like, I started reading fanfic in high school and then kind of fell off in late high school, early college. And then when this show started coming out in 2010, I was a big shipper and was reading a lot of fanfic. And there was this one fanfic called The Finger Slip that was like incredibly popular, sort of this like modern teenager AU of this show. And it got so popular that somebody decided to make a web series of it. And they were like working with a fanfic author and stuff. And they pulled together all of the money and they actually filmed, they cast it, they filmed it. And it just has yet to come out. Because ultimately, it was like one 19-year-old trying to do this whole thing. Yeah. And just like, they haven't finished editing it. And I think after a certain point, it was sort of like, it's been too long now. Like, I'm just going to sort of let this lie. So I think like, again, that was like a very, very good faith effort thing. And it just didn't, it just didn't happen because it's like, it's, these things look like they're easier to execute, Mm -hmm. you know, than they actually are. Like a web series seems like it'd be easy to put together, but it's. Really not. But this particular web series raised, I just looked it up, $17,000. Jesus. Well, and to be fair, I do think that actually, like, people did get paid, right? Like, the actors got paid. They filmed the thing. Like, they bought equipment. You know, the thing, the money got used. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's... didn't get finished. It is such a... I 
totally understand, you know, you, you're when you're like a teenager and you see other people doing this and you think, how hard can it be? You know, I tried, I briefly tried to be a YouTuber and by briefly, I mean, I, I mean, same one video. I think we've talked about this. <laughs> yes, Have we've I said the, about the, the, the video about applying to colleges where I say, is anyone else applying to college is one of the questions in my video, in my vlog, just in case anyone in the entire world also perhaps may <laughs> be also doing that. maybe applying to college considering it yeah so yeah and it, it like i mean editing all that i totally understand like i yeah i feel like these were all absolutely good faith efforts or like the ones we've been talking about to make this happen and then you realize how challenging it is i'm sure like you you get this as well even in your day-to-day -day work i definitely like where people just think oh yeah like it's it's easy it's quick like how long could it take and you're like this is there's a lot I mean, that goes into even like something that is quick and easy and simple and short, you know? Exactly. This is the story of my career, actually. Yep. Was uh -huh. like I was listening to Welcome to Night Vale and I had an idea and I was like, how hard could it be to put together a podcast? <laughs> I was oh, like, I know it'd be very hard to put together a podcast that sounds and is as good as Welcome to Night Vale, but like audio seems simpler than a web series. Because I had been in I was yeah. in a web series at the time and I was like, web series are very complicated, way more complicated than they appear to be. So maybe I'll make a podcast. And and you know, I, I did pick a simpler idea that actually was a lot easier to execute than, mm -hmm. you know, than a lot of other ideas. And it ended up working out in the end. But it was a ton of work, right? Yeah. And even now I sort of have ideas for projects. I mean the the podcast I have right now, Breaker Whiskey that I'm doing, is a daily podcast. And I was sort of like how hard can this be to do? <laughs> yeah, just, just a few minutes. What just every day. Just every day. Every That's single fine. day. Okay, Lauren, and I, I have you know, a pitch yeah. for you. Please. Why don't we make, let's make a web series about making web series and call it How Hard Can It Be? Oh my God, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Tumblr, give us some money for this. <laughs> how hard can it be? <laughs> I do think that like, so yeah, okay. So like All or Nothing was a pretty successful one in terms of like the money that it raised. Fingerslip was incredibly success yeah. successful. The other one that got a, a decent amount of money and had sort of, a, you know, it's its moment in the sun was Miss Officer and Mr. Truffles. Are you aware of this at all? Are you familiar with this? I am not. And I'm like, what side of Tumblr was I on? Because I was spending <laughs> during these years ridiculous amounts of time on Tumblr. Like yeah. thousands in the in between 2012 and 2014, I reblogged over 30,000 things. Jesus no, Christ. All of this. <laughs> I mean, you were on the aesthetic side of Tumblr, I was, right? Like I you was, were, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, I, I do think that that's like a, a very different side. Like by this point, I mean, we've talked about this before. We, we both started on the aesthetic side of Tumblr. Mm -hmm. I just got into the fandom side of Tumblr like faster. And then yeah. like once you were in there, it was like you were in it. But I think if you weren't in the fandom side of Tumblr, like this stuff was just sort of like, happening in some other website basically oh absolutely i was actually like the the my new favorite metaphor that i've just been building on because love a metaphor is like if tumblr like okay tumblr the website if that's like a digital world your mm -hmm. dashboard is your like is your city yes. and your like blog is your house <laughs> i love that yes and so i was just i was just like a city over you know exactly with all the, exactly <laughs> with all like the inspirational quotes on like scenic backgrounds and you know gifts of like coffee steam rising <laughs> and there probably was like one major highway that went through these two cities right 100%. like a percentage of overlap yeah. but like you just hadn't gotten on that highway yet wasn't quite i was still yeah i was still on main street or like maybe a couple streets over you know i yeah. hadn't i hadn't ventured out of the town yet and then 
boy, I, I joined Tumblr and just got on a flight and, you know, went, went to a whole other, whole other side of the, like, like platforms universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do think that like to, to carry on this metaphor, which is a great metaphor, like eventually the fandom side of Tumblr, just like the, the urban sprawl of it got yeah. so big, right? Oh Where gosh. it starts to like go into other cities. And now it's like, I think quite hard to be in any of the other cities on Tumblr and not like see like a random you know thing from like the, the yeah tumbleropolis or whatever the you know, oh my gosh yeah, there's some melting pot there's some big yeah yes yes <laughs> oh my gosh you're, that is uh, i love it yes oh man <laughs> well so so yeah so i don't think you would have seen these things because no. they were very much in the in the fandom side Th- this particular one miss officer and mr truffles came from a a real news story about that had a photo of a short-haired female officer taking a, ba- a picture of a little bear cub that was standing up sort of like it, this is somewhere in Canada I believe and people just like again it, it was the same thing someone posted it and was like and then somebody made fan art of them and then somebody was like this would be an awesome animated series and in the inverse of all or nothing where all or nothing was like we're gonna make an entire web series on six hundred dollars the kickstarter for Ms. Officer and Mr. Truffles was eighty thousand dollars to make one animated pitch to pitch to tv networks so they did not meet their goal they raised six thousand dollars but it's kickstarter so i don't believe that they ended up actually getting the money Yeah, because they didn't hit the yeah yeah but again i think like another you know good faith effort of of people wanting to to see something that they were experiencing and all sharing together on tumblr like actually come to life in a really significant way yeah definitely I would have loved to see that. I still want to see that. This is all timeless. It can all still happen. I mean, like, that's the thing. I I, I think that there's, like, a couple of interesting things. And I'm, I'm curious to hear your observations, too. Like, there's a couple of things in here that I think are really indicative of both, like, Tumblr and also the the particular youthful side of fandom that's on Tumblr. And I think this particular period of time on Tumblr, mm-hmm. which is that, like... There is this very, like, yes and nature, which I think definitely still exists on Tumblr, right? We've seen that in major, major ways in recent years. But there's a, a there's a, a, a yes and sort of just that's a little bit more surface level than I think what we see now. Like, with Gontroff, like, Gontroff got, like, fucking deep, right? Like, people yeah. went in on Gontroff. Whereas I think a lot of these projects, like there was another one, another honorable mention was the ARC project, which was a pitch for an RPG, a video game that was going to have a lot of great queer representation and and represent, representation of people of color. And the, the, the art for it was actually like really beautiful. But like, that's all that the pitch was, right? Yeah. And it was like, wait, it's a video game RPG. Like, what is the story? What is the gameplay? Like representation isn't actually like an idea. And I think that that's like, that's what I mean by surface level, right? Like a lot of these things, I think Miss Officer and Mr. Truffles was more of just like, this would be cute, right? But I think that yeah. that all or nothing, I think even like a finger slip to an extent was sort of like, we want to see queer stories. We want to see stories that center people of color and mainstream media isn't doing that. All completely legitimate, all true. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it, but we're doing it for that reason. And so there's not necessarily actually much there there when it comes to like the story or the idea versus yeah. like Gontrov was sort of just an idea, just a vibe that then got filled out into like a larger idea and plot and characters. I don't know. Is this making sense as like a thought? It ab- no, it absolutely is. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, yeah, like there, 
these are very like these are great ideas they feel like like they're writing prompts essentially yes, each, yes, each one could, you it. could have seen posted on like a writing prompts tumblr and you could have seen a million different stories written with these like one two line prompts or like log you know log lines and so yeah I think it's like they're all great ideas and it is it just I think it just speaks to you know like the you know kind of these are a lot of each a lot of these are the f- people's first go at something like this their first try yeah. they see this they come up with this idea and like it hits and they're like okay well why not let's do it you know and so I totally understand it you know not not working out as anticipated, especially with how labor intensive this kind of stuff is. The creative side, especially like writing, yes. like right coming up with copy for with a couple lines or like a little concept is hard enough, but a whole storyline and then and then building out each character so each character is like fully formed. Like it is, it is a process, and I think yeah, that I think I wouldn't even think of I wouldn't have even thought about that. You know, ten fifteen years ago, if you said you know you know, like share, like write, you know, write a TV show, like take me through, like, what are like the five steps that you would need to do to write a TV show? I'd be like, come up with an idea and like write a script, you know, like, I don't right, know. Exactly. Like come up with an idea, figure out the characters, write the script. But it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but all of those things yeah. have a lot of smaller steps <laughs> yeah. in them. <laughs> well, and to your point, I think you're absolutely right. Like one of the backer rewards for the $100 tier for the All or Nothing Indiegogo was to write a script. And it's like, that's what? not how you actually like build a writing staff, right? You can't oh my just like gosh. have somebody pay a hundred dollars to get to write an episode. Like that's not each episode is so dramatically different. No cohesive right. storyline. The characters are completely different episode to episode. <laughs> and again, I think the spirit of that is like very pure and sweet, which is the that like this idea belongs to all of us, right? And so it's like if you want to give significantly to the Indiegogo, then it becomes a chance for you to really contribute to the story because we're all crowdsourcing the story together. Yeah. And again, like I think that I think that that's like an interesting concept. And I, I, I keep mentioning Gontrov, but I do think that like Gontrov is sort of the proof of like this actually can work. Like you can crowdsource an idea, but the 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 point has to be the crowdsourcing, right? The yeah, point can't exactly. be the story necessarily, or the representation, or or its its eventual success, or whatever else it is. And the other thing that 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 I was thinking of is this post. I wish I wish I had like liked it. I may have have it somewhere. So I'll, if I reblog it all, or if I find it, I'll be sure to reblog it to our our Tumblr. But I saw this post the other day that I think like actually really identified something that we've talked before talked about before on this podcast and just like as people too that I think ties into this so it's like all these young people in the mid 20 teens like really wanted to see representation on screen which is totally legitimate and like needed to happen and still needs to happen and eventually sort of like you know the actual studios kind of understood that this was true and started to put in more representation into things but I saw this post the other day that was like We've gone from queer baiting to story baiting, where now a show is like is advertised as having a lot of great representation, and then I watch it and there's no story or characters. <laughs> it's like I think that that's true a little bit. Oh my gosh! You know, we've talked before about like you know frustration. Like I have a lot of frustration around like queer romances and a lot of things because it's like it's like oh look they get together and they're happy and isn't that great? And it's like yes that's great, but I want the same kind of romances that I have for my straight ships where it's like yeah there's angst and there's like tragedy and there's you know like real conflict rather than just like oh look here's a happy queer couple and it's like we need all of it you know yeah yeah yeah, tell the same you're like the goal is to tell the same like 
same stories, like same variety of stories. It just like it had like these characters happen to also be queer or happen right. to also be, you know, like, like people of color. Like, it's just like, we're telling right. stories. We are not telling like, oh, like here, let's like ever so often. It's like, yeah, this is like, you know, a story that is queer centered and queer focused, of course. But yeah, it's just like queer representation means like, you know, you want like, like, you know, the, like the antagonist in, you know, like a Marvel movie to be queer. And exactly. just, they're the antagonist and they just all are, are also queer, you know? Exactly. And it's not... Some whole like, what, what's the word? Hullabaloo? 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 It's not some whole yeah. hullabaloo, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and like, and I think importantly, like, they have a storyline and a character arc that is separate from their identity, right? Yes. Like, Yes. Like, exactly. We do need the stories that are about queer identity, that are about the identity of people of color and their experience and all of that kind of stuff, about disabled identities, you know, whatever it is. We need those stories. But we also just need stuff where it's like the point. It, like, I, I do think that, like, a lot of these, you know, crowdsourced ideas back in 2014 and a lot of, like, representation now in television is like, look, isn't it, isn't it cool that we have these these diverse people? And it's like, yeah, yeah, but like they're not fully fleshed out characters. Like, why do they, I care about them? And so I, just, so I love that post of like, we're being story baited now. You know, we expect to have a story and instead we just get blank representation. I, yeah, I could not agree with you more. It's, it's so frustrating to kind of like, you see, you know, you see these things or like the way that characters are approached where their like identity, whatever it is, or like who they are is the centered thing where it's like, if this was, you know, someone who has traditionally been represented in media, like a straight white man, like, let's say like straight, you know, white men and straight white women have gotten any variety of stories told about them protagonist, antagonist, super, like what, what have you. And like separate from, you know, their, their race or their gender or their, you know, or, you know, identity in any way. And I think, yeah, like it, it's when you think of, yeah, disabled representation, so many titles like are focused on this person, mm-hmm. you know, this person's struggle or story as it pertains to, you know, their disability or am I, is that the, is that the correct word to use like disability is there I want to make sure that I'm just using like the right vernacular I, there. That, that's what I've I, that that's been my understanding yeah. of, of it that that like I feel like most sort of like disability advocates and and folks that I've, I've read like they prefer that yeah versus over like, like, like differently able or, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of erasure of yeah. right okay yeah I just wanted to make that, sure that's yeah, my understanding that I, was, like, I could completely be wrong yeah. I could totally be wrong and, and okay. happy to be corrected on it All right. Awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, make sure that I was saying the right, but yeah, I like it's, I could, I was actually, this is, I was watching a show this week and this is actually about like just a woman's storyline, but I think it's kind Mm. of like, I had a very strong reaction to what they did to her in the story. And I think Mm. it pertains really well to this essentially like, you know, it's, it's a new show that's out. And like the main character is she's like, it's like takes place in the fifties. She's very like, she's a chemist and you know, no one respects her. And she, you know, also like ends up having a cooking show is like the plot of this show. Yes. I, I think you may know what I'm talking about. Have you been watching I it? I watched the first episode. Okay. So I watched the first yeah. two episodes. Do you plan to watch any more of it? Cause I don't want to spoil No, you feel free to spoil. You. Yeah. Okay. And also spoilers for this show, which if you're watching, you 
probably know what we're talking about. Yes. So like the plot of this, obviously like she's dealing with a lot of challenges and not respected because she is a woman, right? She's like, like, and you know, there's a huge, not only is there the struggles that she is dealing with because she's not respected, even though she's the smartest woman in the room and she's treated, you know, like shit by all, by all the other men. They call her a secretary, even though, you know, she's like Mm -hmm. has a master's in chemistry, et cetera. So she's dealing with that. So that in addition to, yeah, the storyline where she's just, she is dealing with the struggles of being a woman in the fifties and, you know, not being respected in sexism. She is also dealing with and uh, trigger for essay coming up, but she is dealing with, you know, she also has a sexual assault right. storyline. And on top of that, Lauren, if that's not enough, if she's not already, there's not enough adversity oh, going God. on in this <laughs> poor woman's life who is just trying to cook some food and do her chemistry. Like she falls in love, right? She plans right. to never get married, but she falls in love with another chemist and like, it's perfect. They are like the ones for each other. They've decided to be life partners. Like they're publishing a paper together. Like everything is, you know, like looking up, right? Four, five months into their relationship, he is hit by a bus and dies. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, this woman can't catch a break. Can you not like... Can we not tell a story about, like, a strong, independent, intelligent woman without, like, deeply traumatizing her as well? And I think it's same with, like, you know, Barrier Gaze, where it's like, oh, you get, okay, you get a gay character, but they die first, or a queer character, but they, you know, it's so, I feel like it is, you know, a very common thing. And it's the point where I keep seeing it, I'm like, I thought, I thought we talked about this and we're past this, like, let someone have a complex storyline without, like, I don't know pulling like taking something from them too like yes she gets to be a badass independent like woman with a talk with like a cooking show and she's respected now but also you know she's had a life of trauma and pain well that reminds me so much of and like I I think that that show was based off of a book right and yeah it it reminds me of of another book that I think was very controversial for exactly the reasons you're describing, which is A Little Life by Hanya Yaganahara. I don't know if you've read this book. I have not, no. It's a book that I really deeply loved the experience of reading that I sort of cried over for like several hours after I finished reading and that I I could not recommend to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I, I without going too far into sort of like describing the plot of a little life it was it was very device and, and is very divisive among people like I, I have people who I have friends who've read it and they hated it I have friends who read it and it's their favorite book I sit somewhere in in between and it was sort of a similar thing where like the main character it's sort of about four guys but sort of the central character Jude and spoilers for a little life I'm not going to go too far into it he like there are queer characters in it and I actually think that like the representation of of Queerness in a lot of ways is really great and that characters are really allowed to be very complex within that. But like the main character just it's like trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. And it just like it feels like trauma porn, right? Like exactly. that, that was like the accusation that a lot of people threw at it. Yeah. And I think that that's something that like a lot of people really get so much out of and a lot of people it, it's really cathartic. It really resonates with them. Like I said, like I actually really enjoyed the experience of reading the book. It was very, very powerful and very beautifully written, even though I have like complicated feelings about sort of the storyline now. But I think the, yeah, the problem is that so often with like female characters and with queer characters, that's like the entirety of our stories, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just that. And it's like, no, we also need like other things as well to sort of like layer in amongst all the trauma stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, yeah, so like, just like, I've like, there's, there are traumatic stories, there are funny stories, there are romantic stories, like, you know, and I just think, like, why, 
it does feel like still characters are being slotted in to kind of fit a quota when it's like, no, just write like write a, you know, cast of characters who are a variety of people with a variety of different, you know, qualities and totally. backgrounds. Like it's not it like you don't need to like you write your what you have your list of characters and then you're like, oh, gosh, and this one's gay. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, and then it's like, or like, is it, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. It just, I feel like we have gotten, we are like a few steps past the like show about like, you know, like the show that's like kind of a caricature of, you know, queerness or whatever yeah. it may be, but we're not, not quite, you know, like it feels like we've stepped out, but it just like, it's like, okay, it's like a little better and there's more media to consume. Yeah. Um, ever so often you get like a beautiful story, like Heartstopper or something that is yes. just like, yeah, like it's just a beautiful, just, sweet yeah. love story, you know? Yeah. And, but that is also, it's written by a queer person. So, right. you know, that, which yeah. again, like, hey, you want Queer characters that are well-written, hire queer writers. You want disabled characters that are well-written, hire disabled writers. Like, you know, exactly like, you know, the list goes on. And so, yeah, I think it's that. And it's, if we just have a wider variety of people in that writing room, these stories aren't going to feel forced because they'll, you know, because they'll be coming from like a, a lived experience instead of someone trying to assume what someone may be going through or like kind of a, like very stereotype or cookie cutter kind of thing. I think Heartstopper is a great example, a wonderful uh, graphic novel series that also got turned into a TV show. So we have, for these purposes, we're talking about the graphic novel series. Yeah. But like each of those characters, and it's a cast of, of tons of queer characters, like they they have really complex relationships and problems outside of their identity. And their identity certainly like, you know, like they they experience conflict and experience, or not conflict, but challenges because they're queer in various ways. But like yeah. that's not sort of the central part of their conflict. And like there's so much about like friendship in there yeah. that's really lovely family and that's and complex. And yeah, family and just, school pressure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, it's just like a story about a group of teens, many of whom are queer. You know, yes. and I just think that's, yeah, there's really like special and beautiful. I often say, you know, like, or like, think, like, I'm so glad that, you know, teens now and like young, you know, young adults get Heartstopper, like as they're yeah. you know, coming into their identity. It's definitely something I wish I'd had when I was a teenager. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, this has me in my feels. So I feel like yeah, we should, you know, move into <laughs> our feels corner where we talk about what's giving us feels. Cher, what has you in your feels corner right now? What has me in my feels corner right now? I mean, other than this conversation, which I think like I now want to go re read slash other thing. Uh, yes, <laughs> Heartstopper. Yes. Loved loved the most recent uh, iteration. Iteration. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I honestly, what has me in my feels? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Oh, you know. The new Beatles song, Now and Then. Oh, yeah. I still haven't listened to it. What are your feelings about it? I really, I mean, it honestly, for the fact that it is like the last or like the last new Beatles song is kind of the way, like it feels so perfect that this is that song. Like, I don't know. I like can't believe it almost. Yeah, it's like, it's a really beautiful song. I really liked it. And there's like a cute little mini doc as well on YouTube, like about it. And yeah, so I think that has me in my feels. That had me like feeling... Yeah, real, real emotional. And it was really beautiful to listen to. I've been listening to it quite a bit. So, yeah. What about you? That's so nice. (laughs) I, uh, uh, unsurprisingly, am in my feels about video games. I am, well, I guess, yeah, since since we last chatted, I have 
played through all of Spider-Man 2, which was a masterpiece. It's so, so good. I have so many feelings about Peter Parker. But (laughs) kind of pertinent to this conversation, I am playing Assassin's Creed Mirage right now. And the Assassin's Creed games are super interesting for a bunch of reasons. And this one takes place in Baghdad. And it's like a much sort of smaller, more like insular story because it's like I think one of the first times that they've had like actually like a repeating character, like the main character Basim is from Valhalla and this is kind of his like origin story. And one of the things I love about the Assassin's Creed games is how they like introduce you to these cultures that maybe are different from your own. And like there's so much great history in this game. Mm-hmm. So it just like it has me and my feels about sort of video games being mm-hmm. like both fun stories and also like portals to these other times and places and like, oh, good, cool way to like learn stuff. Okay. I, so funny you say that. And also I agree with you and need to play more video games still not through the prologue of the last of us after i overnighted a ps4 to myself because i had to play it but i saw like i think like a heritage tumblr post the other day about how someone was in i think it was Florence with their family and they couldn't find and like their tour group was lost and they like led their Okay, you know what? Nope, this is, this is, I am now realizing this is an Ask Reddit thread that my brain uh, melded into a uh, a Tumblr post, but it's probably a Tumblr post too. <laughs> Amazing. I, I mean, yeah, similar. I saw an Ask Reddit thread that was like, have you ever like been able to find your way around somewhere that you've never been because of a video game? And there were so many responses. I think one in the, the one about Florence was about Assassin's Creed being like, I knew. I'm sure. Like, I, like, yeah you know, got our group to where we needed to go because because I'd seen, you know, like played through the game so much. So I think that's so funny. And my question for you is, have you ever had an experience like that? So, yeah, that that is really funny. Two, two small ones, I guess, because like I've played the Assassin's Creed games I've played are Mirage Origins, Odyssey and Valhalla. Mirage Origins and Odyssey all take place like like so long ago <laughs> that they wouldn't be the same <laughs> yeah that like it yeah like i've been to greece but uh, you know i like i've been to mykonos but like mykonos in like 500 bc <laughs> is very different than mykonos there's now, like a couple right? more buildings um, heard, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but uh valhalla takes place in england and there's like a lot of like english countryside in it obviously even though it's like 800 there are some places in valhalla where i've like i've been to that particular <laughs> ruin before you know and then when I went to New Orleans, like when I was sort of walked downtown in, in New Orleans, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in San Denis from Red Dead Redemption 2 because <laughs> they base San Denis off of New Orleans. And I'd played that game so much by that point, but I'd never been to New Orleans before that I was like, I'm inside the oh video Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. It makes me want to play video games more just to like I should like find a video game that takes place in the next city you're visiting and play through it. And then... Well- <laughs> Also, I'm so, I'm so, God, I'm so stupid. The the main one is Spider-Man, the Spider-Man yep. franchise. Like, as I was playing through Spider-Man 2, uh, my partner, who, um, who used to live in New York, and I'm from New York, was like, oh, can you find my old office? And, you know, we went looking for his old apartment in Queens, because Queens oh is now gosh. a part of the game. And we, we his street wasn't there. <laughs> um, but because, like, it's a much, like, yeah. more truncated version. And, like, I went to go and try to find, like, my dad's office in lower Manhattan. And, like, you know, sometimes yeah. you can find things that are, like, pretty similar. But obviously, it's, like, Marvel's New York. So it's a yeah. little bit different. Oh, my God. That's I, great. I so what did that. you find? Did you find, like, something similar to your dad's office? <sighs> I mean, I found buildings very similar, but if you go on like Reddit and stuff, you can find people, you know, like who find really specific weird things in the in the Marvel New York. It's just like it's really lovingly rendered and really detailed. Oh, I love and that. Just fantastic. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, 
New York is the best. I mean, there are many. Uh, other oh. things are also the best. I don't well, want to <laughs> immediately backtrack. Yeah, I mean, so you should play I Spider-Man because A, it's like not a scary yes. video game. And B, it, it's it's your, you know, your, oh your home gosh, city. I will. <laughs> or your yeah, current city. Swing, ar- yeah. swing around the city. Yeah, that sounds, honestly, that sounds great. Because exactly. I do need to use my PS4. I sit there and I stare at it and I'm like, come on, you bought this thing. Play your games. Other than Sims. I do love Sims. I mean, Sims, Sims is, is so great. great. Never gets old. And with that, I'm Lauren Chippen, and you can find me at thelaurenchippen.tumblr.com. And I'm Cher McAnally, and you can find me at overshares.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries, and may your anons always be loving, your dash always refreshed, your gifts always be loading, and your ships always canon. May the fix you're reading always be finished, and the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. <laughs>